0: This is obviously the time of Christmas. And Christmas time is a special time that, that, that brings even special memories. I don't know what special memories you have locked in your heart or in your mind. Uh, I know one for me uh, was when I was 9, 10, 11 years old. I have to go back to the Googles and fact check exactly which year it was. Um, but one toy that I wanted very much growing up was the original laser tag. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, uh, but he had the cool little like chest badge and the black gun, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I remember walking in a department store with my mom and my grandmother, and um, and as I was doing that, um, we saw laser tag, and I was assured that I would be getting it for um, <laughs> for Christmas. And then I don't know if they were messing with me. I think they were messing with me. Um, but when my, when my grandparents came to our house for Christmas, I met my grandmother at the door and I was like, did you bring the laser tag? And she goes, oh, I forgot. And like for the next two days, I moped around the house because like the thing that I wanted, anyway, I just, and then of course, you know, at one point my mom pulled me aside. She said, look, she didn't forget, stop moping. Think about something. I just, that's like one distinct Christmas memory. There was another time when Denise and I were, my, my parents live in Lubbock, and Denise and I were living in Brownwood. It's about three hours away in Lubbock, from Lubbock to Sweetwater. It's about a two-hour trek, uh, normal speed, and normal time. Um, you know, it was hit with a huge ice storm, and so all of the roads were incredibly icy. And, uh, and I remember that year, we had to get home, right? There was no, like, staying a couple extra days. And so we were there for for four or five extra hours on the road. The the actual trip took us, instead of four, it took us about eight. And so uh, Christmas memories. But uh, we are stepping into an Advent series called Prepare Him Room. Um, And this time of year not only brings about memories, but it brings about some familiar passages. Like this one where it says from Isaiah 9, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. We've had this verse uh, in our foyer, in our hearts, and even in some of our activity as a family outside with our hope tree. Um, but this has become, in my estimation, our prayer for Advent. That the eyes of our heart, yes, the very center and core of our being, would be enlightened, to be flooded with light. From the holy spirit uh, we are looking at advent that word simply means arrival the arrival of jesus christ in this time it's actually so action-packed with the remembrance of the incredible story of jesus coming and the way that he was like present on the earth uh, we get to celebrate the arrival of holy spirit moments sacred and beautiful holy moments as they come in our lives From that point of his birth, his death and resurrection, all the way until his second arrival as king of all creation. And so as we enjoy our focus of Advent and an arrival, we did hope last week. What's fun though, again, my first time to do Advent, um, this right here, is my first season to celebrate Advent with the church family. So I, I have like a really fresh set of eyes for the whole thing. Um, we did hope last week, from now on, from now until Christmas Eve, uh, we'll be resting in the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace. Those are the first three. Also, super fun. I think I told you this before. If you want, like, a great little, like, hack for memorizing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, there are nine of them, and they're actually situated in, in, in the Bible in, in this really fun order of one syllable, two syllable, three syllable. Do y'all know that? So love, joy, peace. One syllable, all right, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Two syllable, two syllable, two syllable. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. So, now you know that there are nine of them. You're like, man, I know that like it's the first year, one syllable. Anyway, you're just like one step closer to having them all memorized. Uh, but this is super cool because we're going to step into the rest of Advent, and, and we are. We're going to be. We're going to be like, like, you know. Seep, steeping ourselves in, in, in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so we are, we're going to look at love, uh, look at love today, and, and as we do that, I want us to go to 1 John chapter 4. So this, uh, a, a, a letter written by the disciple whom Jesus loved, as he liked to call himself in his gospel. Um, and I want us to look at this phrase right here, love each other. Um, In the scripture that we're going to look at today, he mentioned this this phrase in particular three different times. Uh, And all around it, he has a lot of really cool and rad things to say that will, I know, encourage us very much. Um, But again, it happens three times throughout the small paragraph we're going to look at. And it's clear that God's call and invitation is for us to love each other. Let's take a moment and let's pray before we begin. God, I thank you, Lord, for this room and for your presence. For the spirit of joy, for the reminder of family. And again, Lord, I pray that it wasn't just a moment. May you, Holy Spirit, continue to spur our hearts over the next couple of weeks to pray for Evie, to lift her up to you. We're thankful for the May family we're thankful for this family lord you are the king you are at the head of the table a table set with love so holy spirit please speak to our hearts this morning encourage us and show us the way in jesus name amen amen all right so let's make our way to the i may need to help michael just in case this gets good thank you oh now it's working There we go. Cool. Uh, Seven and eight. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. And there's our first shot at that love each other. Love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Back to the first phrase, love comes from God. Did you know pizza comes from Naples? supporting to the Google searching and the interneting I did this week. Um, If you're looking for the true, like, origin of pizza, maybe you've heard that, like, pizza actually is more of an American food than it is an Italian food. Anybody ever heard that before? It's more American. Well, the actual, again, it it did have its birth, its beginning in Italy, but it was Naples or Neapolitan uh, immigrants that made their way to America in hot spots like New York and Philadelphia and really began to popularize and, of course, it then spread all over America. And then it spread back to Italy and then all over the world. And pizza is a thing that we can now find at any form. But what's interesting is whoever was the first person to put, like, different ingredients on flatbread and bake it, there was one point at one time where that very thing happened for the first time. And so we can enjoy pizza now. But I don't know if we can ever go back to that original moment and have that original pizza. I, I wanna I, I bring that up simply because of the fact that like God is the epicenter, the origin. Like, and he is where love emanates and grows and flows. And even though it began in him, we absolutely can. We can experience love. From him firsthand. I mean, I love what it says in the second sentence. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Anyone who loves is a child, belongs to him, and has experienced, knows him. Now, in context, in like the greater stretch of chapter 4, What John is talking about is like how to discern false prophets and real teachers of the word. And so one thing he's saying is, man, if they love, they belong to the kingdom of God and they know what they're talking about. He says, anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I'm curious, do we know him? I know that we do, right? I know that we do. But. As I was thinking about this idea of knowing him, I was like, how do we talk about God? What are those things that we focus on? His omnipresence, right, that he's here right now, and he's in Japan right now, and he's in Mexico right now, and he's in Canada right now. I wonder if he, like, leans ever at one moment and enjoys one spot more than the other. He's omnipresent, right? He's perfect. He's all-knowing. He's wise, He's able, right? He can do anything. He's really strong and powerful. He's eternal. And those, are common, those are common themes, right? And as I was thinking about this, I really, I really wonder if those take precedent over love. What do you think? When we talk about his love, But I I, I don't know. I, I genuinely believe that I could articulate God's power more than I could articulate his love. I'm still learning his love. I can articulate his omnipresence more than I can his love. I'm still learning his love. I want us us to know, man, we can experience the pure love of God today, the pure love of God. Like, this isn't like a recipe that's been handed down for many, 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 many years, although that has happened and it is beautiful. There's wonderful traditions and sacred liturgies and rituals that happen in church that honor the Lord, and they are beautiful. But we can also connect with God himself, his actual heart today. So let's go on. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So fact number one, God loves us. Fact number two, his love for us is extravagant. God showed how much. He showed how much he loves us. We can articulate this well. I think all of us know this story. We even, there was a moment in worship just, just, just a while ago where we found ourselves delighting in the love of the Lord. He did indeed send his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. When you look at real love, that word real actually isn't in the original Greek. What it says is this is the love. The word there is like the in the original light. Like this is it. This is the thing. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice for our sins. I got two quick stories about Drew that helped me see God's love in a greater light. Uh, One is just a fun thing that he and I do together. And a lot of kids and a lot of parents find themselves in this little conversation. Be like, hey man, I love you. And he's like, oh yeah, I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. So like we used to do that when he was really young, three three or four years old. And then we got into this habit of, I love you more, I love you most. And then he got caught on this phrase, I love you more than the mostest. And so now that's just like shortened up. And what happens is I go, hey, bro, you know what? He go, what? I say, I love you. He's like, I love you more than Moses. And then I say, well, what am I going to do with that? He says, enjoy it. <laughs> and I say every day of my life. Yeah. So that's a really beautiful moment, right? Oh, it's so cute. That's so wonderful. We went to our first parade. It was actually, I didn't know this. Uh, I don't do a lot of parades. We went to his first parade yesterday in Central. And um, and so it was a little bit rainy, which worked out great for us. We took an umbrella, and I found out that, like, I kind of thought of, like, a parade hack. So if you use an umbrella as, like, a target, the people that are in the floats love, like, trying to throw things into your target. So he had, like, literally hundreds of necklaces from yesterday's parade, and it was a ton of fun because it, it was his first time. So our first parade was a parade in, New, in, the, in the Louisiana area, which is so great. Um, and he got this one necklace that had pearl-sized, like white pearl-looking beads that were easily half to three-quarter of an inch, just that one. In June, his older sister, 12 years old, was a little bit upset that she didn't get to go and so I said, "Hey, it's cool. We'll we'll make sure June gets a cool necklace." She picks that one <laughs> necklace, and it was like we asked Drew to give up his right foot. <laughs> he would not let go. And I was like, "Dude, you're giving it to her. Like, you, 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 there's no way you're going to get." And so, but there's this idea when, we, when he says, "Like, you know, his one and only son, like God." And I want to say it wasn't hard for him. That's, I don't even know if that's true. I don't think I can say that. But it was probably impressively hard. But re- regardless, he says, I love you that much. I want us to look again. Like, like here are just a few of some like teasing out of God's agape love for us. Look at some of these phrases. It is a sacrificial love that unites and heals. It's a love that saves and restores humanity in the face of sin and death. It is a love of choice, not out of attraction, not out of familiarity, not out of obligation. God doesn't have to be attracted to us to love us. He doesn't have to be familiar with us to love us. He doesn't feel obligated to do so. It's a love that is unconcerned with self. This is probably my favorite phrase. It is concerned with the greatest good of another. And it is. Agape love is a love that comes from God. Again, he's the source of it, the epicenter, where it begins, where it is in its purest form. And we can experience the pure love of God today. One more phrase that I didn't include because it was a little bit of a a reiteration, a redundancy, but I thought it was so cool because Yoni kind of leaned in on this word during worship this morning. He said committed. And one of the sentences there is that God is committed to the greatest good of others. Agape love. Love we can experience the pure love of God today. This is how he closes up the paragraph. Dear friends, beloved, uh, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So but in the previous uh, A couple of verses, it was how much, since God loved us that much, we ought to love each other. Um, Man, there's this Beth Moore quote that says, be really careful who you hate, because 10 times out of 10, it's somebody Jesus loves, and he has a way of taking that personally, What I love about that is that it helps me see everyone the way the Father sees everyone. I love the hymn, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he would send his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The father turns his face away while wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Again, God is committed to the greatest good of others. That's how he sees others. You know those people that you're not all that excited to hang out with. I know those people I'm not all that excited to hang with. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, oh, I have lunch with so-and-so this week. I can't wait. Ooh, I have lunch with so-and-so this week. I wonder if I can reschedule, right? Um, God is after, committed to that person's greatest good. And I want to learn God's love more. I want to be able to, like, see all people through that lens He's committed to the greatest good of others. I had this question for us. To this point, has our faith journey been focused on getting more right or loving more deeply? That one was fun, man. Like that one was like all up in my heart. At least until New Year's. But think about that, man. How much is like, is it, is it, like either spoken or unspoken? We feel like, like perfection is the goal. I gotta get it right. Do we need to be good stewards of what God has given us? Yes. Do not want to like make the most of the days? That's, that's Ephesians chapter five. Yeah, man, make the most of every opportunity. Sure. But man, to be more like Him is to love more. One of my favorite things that I've said to my daughter in like the last year is she was talking about how to like engage uh, a peer in school. And she wasn't sure how to do it. And she's trying to figure out this, like, you know, what is it, you know, I, I'm not only am I a person, but I'm a, a person who believes in the Lord. I'm a Christian. And so, like, how do I do that? What does that mean? You know. And so I simply told her this. I said, I said right, here's the deal. I said, if Jesus were to sit across the table from that person, he would know exactly how to engage them, exactly how to hold them, and they would feel loved, seen, and respected that and he wouldn't waver one iota from the truth and who he is and who God is. There's just this incredible beauty of how he could absolutely sit with any single human being on the planet. And if we carry his spirit within us, we're capable of the same. I'm capable of the same. I want to know God's heart for every human being on the planet. And so after this week, I'm a little challenged, I'm a little excited about maybe not getting so much right. But how can I love more deeply? As this is, I'm going to go back to the, I'm to go back to the, this is beautiful. No one has ever seen God. John uses that exact same phrase in the beginning of chapter, John chapter 1, like the original gospel. He says, no one's ever seen God, but Jesus reveals God to us. He reveals the heart of the Father to us. Here he says, no one's ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Isn't that a beautiful sentence? So like, no one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, there's our big phrase of the day, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. That that word full expression caught my attention. What's really fun is it's the Greek word, uh, like, tetelio. Basically, it's the exact same phrase. as like tetelestai, what Jesus said at the end of the cross, it is finished. It means to complete. If it were a root, it means, like, come to the end. Like, it is, it is, it is the fullest expression, the complete completion. His love is brought to complete completion when we, when, when, it, when it, like, multiplies itself and, and expands itself through us. So let's help people see. As we step into Advent this season, if it's true that no one can see God, but that like, his love helps us see him. What did it say exactly? If we love each other and God lives in us, then his love is brought to full expression in us. Like Our love for others will give them a glimpse of who he is. So man, let's help people see. Let's help people see. There's a bunch of ways that we're going to do this as a church family, beginning next week. One, we've partnered with Lauren, um, and there's a family at her school that needs, like, like Christmas gift adoptions. We're going to adopt this family uh, and provide all of the Christmas gifts for them, and we're looking very forward to stepping in that way. Also, um, I was trying to juggle this idea of, like, having a church Christmas party so that, like, we're all... Of our Christmas party. And of course, there's the Christmas Eve service. And then I had this idea this week, what if the Christmas Eve service was our Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Aaliyah. But think about it, man. We're a house who celebrates. We're a house who celebrates. And I know y'all aren't busy on Christmas Eve. Right, unless you're like out of town. But let's get together on Christmas Eve. Let's celebrate the risen King. Let's not just like light the Jesus candle. Let's light a fire out in the fire pit. Let's gather around it, have s'mores, sing carols, light candles and not get wax on the floor or the seats. And have a moment... Lord, let the weather be amazing. Have a moment in Jesus' name because we're going to celebrate you. Have a moment, not just as a family, but maybe where we can shed some light, show some love to our community. Five o'clock on Christmas Eve. That's on Saturday. We're not going to do services Christmas Day. We are going to do a party outside, Lord willing. and it's, It is his will because I got the vision from him. If not, we'll have, we'll have a, a plan B for in here. But let's be outside. Let's celebrate. Let's let's let, let's light a fire, and, and and celebrate the one who's lit a fire in us. So, Christmas gifts, Christmas Eve, um, an end of the year gift. So I know that like for a lot of folks, uh, whether you're a business owner or whatever, man, like, like there's this end of year giving concept. Um, I'm so grateful to know Nikki Roten for a bunch of reasons, but this so showcases her heart. Um, when I asked her about, you know, her transitioning on, we were having that conversation just about some of the logistics and details. She goes, hey, 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 I know we did that whole cool, like, financial blessing thing for, um, for um, Josh, but, like, I don't want you to do that for me. She goes, I don't want you to do that. She said, I, here's what I would love for you to do. She was like, if you're going to gather, like, finances and gather resources I would hope that you would gather resources as a foundation for the next leader in this space. Like that's, she's like, that's what I want. She's like, if, if you want to say thank you for any contribution that God has like, given through me in this space in the time that I've been here, uh, if you're grateful, uh, if you want to honor uh, what's happened, um, I would love that. She says, I would love that. But I want you to do it by, by equipping the next leader in the next season of ministry. So I've asked Lauren, like, what is she looking for? And there's two things that she thinks are, like, huge needs that would really give us a new level of, like, you know, energy in our kids' ministry. And one is, like, some swing sets or maybe, like, more littler age-appropriate uh, playground. So our playground area is outstanding, um, but especially for those who are, like, third-graded up, right? And we're looking for something that's, like, maybe, like, three years old to ten years old so swing set something like that and she also wants to really really um kind of help re-energize the aesthetic in the life building in the life center Sp- but particularly just the entryway We want the entryway to pop in a way that's absolutely outstanding so those are the two things that are specific i'm going to tell you right now that any end of year gift anything that's an offering above and beyond normal tides and offerings uh, if you would just put like end of year on it, just know that's that's where it's going to go. And and again, so there's this there's this pairing together, our honor of Nikki's contribution uh, in the season of ministry here, and our excitement about what God's going to do next um, in our in our kids ministry here at the Vineyard. Um, so keep those things in your head, in your heart. Christmas gifts next week, Christmas Eve, um, an end of year gift. But, man, more than anything, daily. Daily, let's see if we can't find our way to help people see. Because, I mean, we're going to do a lot of cool things here. God's going to bring some people here, and that's outstanding. I'm cool with that. But we're going to be out and all over the place all the time, every day. We have ways to be just consistent in our ministry um, outside and off of our property as we can right here. So here's, here's our takeaways this week, and then we'll step into a moment of ministry. But what does it look like to love each other during Advent? Man, so connect first, and then give from a fresh overflow. And what I mean by that is, if we aren't receiving God's love, it's going to be hard to give God's love, like his genuine agape love. I, 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 would, I would describe it to you this way. Can you imagine how frustrating it would be to try to water your backyard with a hose that's not connected to the faucet. Like there might be some water in that hose from who knows how long ago, and you might really vigorously, as much as you can, expend a lot of energy trying to shake it out, but that would just be frustrating. It would be difficult. It would be, I don't know, like doing it in the own strength of the hose. It's like whatever the hose got, that's what the hose got. That's all it's going to give. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves trying to love that way. We just love what we got. But if we connect first, if we're reminded in beautiful ways, specific ways of how he loves us, how like those things that are just so hard for us to handle. I have things that in my own heart, they're just hard for me to handle. I'm not getting over them anytime soon. Imperfections in me, you know, past mistakes, whatever. Things that I really wish I would just do different. Those are very real. And God loves me very much despite of them. And the more that I can connect with that and grow through that, the more that I can share that love with others. Let's connect to him first and then give I love that word, fresh overflow. I loved it so much, I changed its color, I made it italicized. Um, Let's adorn our city with his love and light. These aren't just like simple bullet points at the end of the service. These really are like, these are the things that God gave me to put in front of you guys. Adorn was a word that hit me on Thursday. Like, dress up. Like, we're going to, you know decorating. I don't know if you guys, do you guys have like a favorite spot that's like, man, those decorations are so cool. So there's one on like O'Neill for us on the drive home. There's like, it's got this huge like white ornament. And I, I mean, then there's also uh, over on, over on Blue Bonnet, um, like the hospital stuff. That's like the whole like, you know, cra- yeah. So I mean, like that's just the thing. We'll put stuff up in our homes. We'll, but this year during Advent, Man, let's adorn our city with his light and with his love. And then finally, man, let's let's make this season memorable. Man, Lord, may it be that something happens in our lives that we'll never forget. An exchange of your love, a gift of your grace in a way that we'll never forget. I think it's so cool that, like, this year, Derek and Lauren celebrate and begin with Evie. It's number one of many Christmases to come, but it's mem- they won't forget it. Man, may the Lord give, give us just a, a way to be generous or whatever. Man, may it be memorable.